It is Radio Pulpit on 657 AM. Regardless of where you're tuning in from, always remember that you are most welcome here. Um, If you're too cold, grab a cup of coffee. If you're feeling a little bit too excited, then dance while you listen to the wonderful music that we've been playing for you. I'm very excited. I'm I'm, I'm really proud of our music team because we've really been opening up with some bangers. Don't you think, Shaw? Amen to that, man. Amen. Perfectly beautifully. (laughs) Amen. So from wherever you are you're joining the boys on i am live this is the place where we hang out and try to have very honest and open conversations which you can absolutely participate in and be part of so right now we're joined by utato yamurena um and tato where are you coming in from actually where are you coming in from um i'm coming in from mamilodi hi given hi show awesome 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 so you're right here in our backyard Oh my goodness. You're actually also sounding very, very clear. Ah, I'm loving the connection. Hey, so tell us how you've been. How have you been since, you know, lockdown has already gone past? We're in level one, uh, but we're not really, really in absolute freedom. Um, Are you feeling better about the the current level that we're in right now? Yes. um, I think the current level for me is almost working because a bit of movement is permitted there and there. Yeah. Um, So that is working for my good. (laughs) (laughs) No, I completely, completely get you, hey? Um, So let's get straight into it. So, Tato, you focus a lot on uh, worship, right? And on not people not falling into the trap of worshiping as a chore um, and a mindless act. So I want you to tell us a bit about what exactly does worship mean to you um, and, and what is it that you feel? What does it mean? What is it that people so- usually get wrong? Um, and, and what is the difference in the way that you understand it? Um, first of all, when talking about worship itself, it's a very big subject. Mm. So we kind of like need to break it in segments to address certain parts of it and other parts of it. Yeah. Um, but worship, when we look in the Bible, um, the first time the word worship appears is when Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac, you know? Mm -hmm. And in the New Testament, we see the appearance of the word worship when the wise men came and they were offering gifts to Jesus when he was still a baby. Mm -hmm. So the principles of worship would therefore be offering and sacrificing. Mm -hmm. When we read in Romans, we see that um, the Bible says that when we give our bodies as a living sacrifice, that is that is our reasonable uh, service or our reasonable worship. So worship is 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 sacrificing. Worship is 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 offering. Um, the difference between offering and sacrificing is that when you sacrifice, there has there has to be death. Yeah. Um, but when you're offering, there's no need for death to happen. You know. Um, so there has to be some things that you let go of. Some things that you do away of with. I mean. Um, for you to come into completion of worship. And worship is not centered on the worshiper. It's centered on the worshipped. Oh, okay. What does that mean? Um, what I mean is that your object of worship, who you worship, your worship is centered around that. Oh, okay. So that basically, if I am living my life, um, however I am living, if, I'm a, if, if I am a Christian as I am, yeah. My life needs to reflect to God. My life needs to be pointing back to God, that I'm living a life that is giving him glory, that is giving him praise, that is honoring him. 
Oh, yes. That yes, is like yes, the yes. foundation of worship. Then we've got um, expressions of worship. This is where you've got your music. This is where you've got your painting, your dancing, and so on. Um, so, yeah, in a nutshell, those are expressions of worship. And, yes, we call them worship, but yeah. those are expressions of worship because from out of that abundance, then you begin to express yourself to God. Oh, I think I com- completely understand what you're saying. So, basically, it's similar to to, like... Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but what you're saying is worship stands on its own, but can be expressed through different mediums. Yes, in right? a way. Yeah, because um, especially when you look at it from um, the old the Old Testament perspective, like when when we we I know myself, I understood because I grew up in a church uh, where whenever we were doing praise and worship, we would sing and there'd be a team called the praise and worship team, which I imagine many yes. churches have to this day. So as a result, I've been conditioned to think that the only time I'm worshiping God is when I'm singing or and when I get into a very emotional state of that singing. Right. When I quote unquote okay. feel the presence of God. But from what you're mm-hmm. saying, because uh, you you call them what? Um, there you didn't expressions. yes expressions of worship, uh, but yes. but but then it it always is important as you say to focus on the the object of your worship. Yes. All right. So now I'm curious of what you think of how what what is happening right now, right, amongst young people. So a lot of young people are interested in being poets. So I know because I've been in poetry now for uh, just over a decade. Um, and I've, I'm mm-hmm. always approached by young people who want to be poets, who want to uh, uh, worship God using their gift of writing, of singing, of even dancing. Um, so often what you find is that there's a very fine line where, you know, there's there's obviously the, the, the secular world where you can go and become a professional dancer, professional actor or actress. Yes. Um, you can go and become a professional singer and it's what you do, it's what you have, what you use to pay your bills, just like any accountant or any person in sports does. Uh, but then there are those who still want to do it, just like the gospel singer, uh, who want to mm-hmm. use their um, talents in order to give glory to God. And that's where they feel comfortable. Um, what mm-hmm. would your advice be for someone like that? Do you think that um, young people often miss the mark and end up doing self-glorification and it becomes about them, uh, where it's all about the fans, it's all about the fame, um, or do you think uh, from from the music that you listen to, especially modern music or what you see in young people who pursue art, um, how do you think they can make their pursuit about God and can it be worship? Um, like I was saying that worship is when you are, you know, when you're expressing yourself, you, your message, yeah. what is the message that you are saying with your with your with your expression, with your art. Mm, if your mm. message is coming back to God, it is worship, you know. Mm. Um, of course, there are people who decide that they want to go into secular music and all of that and express them and express themselves that way. Yeah. But we cannot classify that as worship because it's not centered around God. It's centered around entertainment, okay. moving with what people want. Okay, you know? yes, yes, yes. I completely understand what you're saying. Um, and it, it, it actually makes absolute sense. So I'm guessing that um, if there's a young person right now out there who 
um, wants to pursue music and wants to pursue art, and they want to do it not just as you know as 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 as, as entertainment. They want their art because I know personally I'm on that I'm I'm at that crossroad. I wouldn't even call it a crossroad, but I'm at that point, right? I want to make music that first of all worships God, but also edifies the children of God. Uh, whenever I, I I engage in something that is musical, um, what what would your advice be for someone like that to not lose the mark but always stay within worship? Um, you know, one of the things that I will say is uh, the conviction and the relationship with God matters the most. Mm. God is the one that is able to refine your gift and to channel you and to tell you to not do this and do this, or this is how you are to express it, especially if mm-hmm. what you are aiming to release is something that is glorifying him. So yes, you yes. must allow his leading to lead you to express that in a way that he wanted to be released. Yeah. Yeah. You know? no, I, completely um, I would give you a, a, a testimony and this is a personal testimony. Okay. Some years ago, um, I used to do hip hop mm-hmm. and when I had my encounter with God and God was preparing me for ministry, mm. I had to let go of that. Mm. Not because hip hop is wrong, mm-hmm. not because, you know, the gender itself or there's a particular gender that is like Christianized and others are demonized. Yeah. But I had to let go of that for my purpose and what God is doing in my life. Mm. Mm. But there are still people who are doing hip hop and it's giving glory to God. They are weight. They are their lyrics. It's, yeah. it's giving reference to God. It's directing you to God. Mm, so mm. I think that is like the most important thing when you do your art. Is it centered around people mm-hmm. or is it centered around God? Oh, wow. Mm, mm, that is because very if powerful. it's centered around God, your expressions cannot be of just any person. You don't express yourself anyhow. You are directed. You need to be led. Oh, I see. Even your you choice of words, you know, your choice of words needs to be needs to be guided by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that He is our help. Yes. Yeah. So we must be willing to allow Him to lead us in our writing and how we express the things in the moment. Okay, I completely understand you. I completely understand you. So if I'm understanding you correctly, right? And I know that I'm not probably not the only one who's thinking there is someone out there who's asking themselves this question. So if, for example, I'm going out, as you mentioned earlier, and I, I just want to see if I understand you correctly. So if I go out and I, I decide that I want to um, go singing, right? And I'm doing secular music. It's not necessarily because there's a difference, right? I think, Charles, you and I have made this distinction before. Uh, the fact that there is secular music and then you get purely gospel or Christian music that is just centered around the Christian life and the relationship with God. Mm. But just because we're saying secular music, we're not talking about necessarily anti-biblical music, right? Yeah, so you can get say a secular song, for example, talking about how uh, you enjoy the taking a bus ride in the morning, mm. how you enjoy sitting under a tree, um, how you enjoy the ocean, or how you enjoy making pancakes. You can get poetry, music, or art that basically expresses those. Um, so if I'm understanding you correctly, you're saying that that isn't necessarily worship in as much as it is, it is a form of expression as you being God's mm. child. You're expressing yourself, but you're not necessarily yes. worshipping God as an object. 
as yes, your object correct. of worship. Yes. Okay. Correct. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. This goes back to the songs that we choose, the songs that we sing even in church, you know, yeah. um, just because it's a slow song, it doesn't mean it's a worship song. Aish, thank you so much for saying that. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Because yeah. it can be a slow song, but the message is is not centered around God. It's not it's not giving Him glory. It's not focused on Him. It's focused on us. You know, there are encouraging songs. We are encouraging one another in the church. Yes, yeah. You know, like we're telling one another what to do. Lift up your hands. Uh, get closer to God, or whatever that we're saying in the message of the song. But this is songs that we are singing to one another. We we're not singing to God. Oh, and then I there see. is songs that is a direct communication referring to God, His holiness, His glory, His His awesomeness. You you are it's it's, it's a one on one with God. It's not Bazalwani, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I completely understand what you what you're saying. Hey, um, and and so now what I wanted to to find out from you is so I know you're in uh, the ministry of helping people understand and stay stay within worship um i just want you to explain how that works right because i quite honestly the first time i found out about the fact that you do this i have never um come across it and i do think that it does need to take place more uh because there's a mistake that we make as people and i don't know if you'd you'd agree with me uh tato we tend to assume that we will magically learn things without being taught you know um, like, for yeah. example, um, money is one of those things where we, 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 don't ne- we don't really teach each other how to use money. Um, and a lot of us actually don't know how to use money. And we think we do, but we don't know how to save, how to invest. What are the principles of money? How do you plant money as a seed? Which actually the book of Proverbs teaches a lot about how to plant money as a seed. It also teaches you about how to... Uh, never basically don't put all your eggs in one basket um, that concept so I want to find out from you how do how do you do that work right I'm, I'll call it work but I know that it's ministry it's service uh, that you do but tell us about that world um, well Yahuda is an interdenominational movement yeah. um, we're mm-hmm. serving the body of Christ mm-hmm. so we've got um, programs let me call them Mm-hmm. Um, that we would implement in in churches. So we we mobilize people, and we do certain trainings. We do uh, spontaneous worship training. We do um, in school worship and prayer. We do twenty four hour nonstop worship. We do sitting at his feet intimacy training. Yeah. We do um, weeks of worship, prophetic worship training, um, worship workshops, and worship outreaches. We do um, a prayer summits. We do. Uh, worship roundtable discussions, worship mm-hmm. nights, and also the camp. What we do in those things is that we particularly focus on equipping and uniting worshipers, I that see. they be in one place and and they be equipped on a specific area. Um, you know, you find that in in a, in a certain place, what they really want to know about it is spontaneous worship. So we can't bring everything to that place and be doing that. So. We are available. We are on Facebook, um, mm-hmm. Yahuda yeah, Worship Revival Movement, mm-hmm. um, Y-E-H-U-A-D-H, Worship Revival Movement on Facebook. This is where you can reach us. We even have our numbers. Can I share that? Uh, yes, yes. Um, our WhatsApp number is 073-127-3122. Mm-hmm. 
So you can reach us in those platforms and just communicate to us so that we can get involved in where is it where we can um, come and do these trainings. Okay. Um, besides that, we have our camp. It's an annual camp. We're having it this year mm-hmm. um, on the 6th to the 10th of December at Goodlands Estate. Um, details will be confirmed. So if you go on our uh, social media platforms, you will get more information on that. Okay, I see. Now, interestingly enough, uh, Shal is actually um, someone who's a, a bit of a theologian, right? Um, and I want I wanted to hear, Shal, what is your um, like education when it comes to what worship is? Because I don't know. I feel like sometimes worship is an intangible term that a lot of us can claim we understand. Um, and and it sometimes feels like there's no grounded definition of what uh, worship is. You know, kind of like how love is so often misunderstood. A lot of people actually look at love as just that emotion that you feel towards an, a person. Um, do you have any theology background, Charles, about like worship, where it comes from, where the word originates in the Greek, how they perceive it? A very interesting, one of the main ways that they perceive worship in the Old Testament is lying prostrate. Now, that is basically uh, lying face down on the ground, praying to God. That's one of the main ways. So that word is very often translated into our Bibles as worship, Mm. meaning that lying prostrate. Uh, Interestingly, that what I'm trying to do in the congregation that I'm involved with is teaching them the different ways of worship. Okay. So not not directly, but sort of indirectly, you know, getting them to think about these things. Mm. So we will we will do the normal worship with the worship band, and after that, when I start with a with a message or whatever, then I will make the statement saying that we are now going to worship the Lord by listening to His Word. Oh, uh, so that they can get the idea of of uh, that worship is more than just the the songs that we sing in church. Yes, uh, yes. And exactly like we said now that the um, mm-hmm. slow songs aren't necessarily all worship. You understand? Yes. So I would do that. And I would also say when we take up the offering, I would say now we are going to worship the Lord by giving our offering because that is also worship to the God. Mm, to, to sacrifice. Lord, to, to making, yeah, basically. So mm. uh, everything in life I feel that we do, we can do unto God and that will be our worship. That that's entirely when I paint my house, when I'm doing yard work, whatever, mm, mm. I'm saying to God, I'm doing this to your name because you gave me this. Oh, I that's, understand what you mean. Uh, that the term mm. that you used earlier, lying prostrate, it, it does it basically mean like just lying down and giving yourself off as a sacrifice or a living yes. sacrifice. Yes, yes, yes. It the the best way for me to to illustrate it. Have you ever seen? Uh, the footage of how Islamic people pray when they're reading from the their Bible from the Quran. I don't think Quran. I have. Okay, but they they've got this sort of weird angle at which they're lying. That is actually derived from this very old Hebrew Testament word for worship. So we we do that similarly. So that's the way that that Abraham would have would have done it. It's the exact same thing that John tried to do with the angel in, in the book of Revelations. Oh, I Fly, see. Lying face down mm. um, as, a, as a sign of submission. So when you, uh, that's actually a good thing. If you see movies with the old English movies, Lancelot, that type of thing, yeah. the way that people would bow down before the king, not necessarily curtsy, literally bow down. I mean, with a 
feet down on sitting sort of sitting on their knees with their hands stretched out forwards oh, kneeling yes. before the king yeah that that is uh, is it's that that um Postrates the or posture rather is what we refer oh, to as worship in the Old Testament. I see, I yeah. see, I understand. Now, Tato, I cannot, I cannot uh, overstate how important I think the work that you do is, uh, because I think one of the things that I believe we probably suffer from as the modern generation, and I know, I don't know if you'd agree with this, is that words like worship are no longer cool, right? Um, and whenever you you're amongst a group of friends, people will will sort of you sort of feel like an outcast when you're talking about words like worship. I'm a worshiper, and I don't know. Perhaps I have a different experience with the young people that you've worked with. Have you found that they the word uh, words like worship are not actually cool, or do they relate with with those types of words? Um. Well, from my experience, I think I've, I, 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 I bump into people that relate mm-hmm. to that kind of word. Okay, um, okay. Yes, this is like a good word for them. I need to change the places I hang out then. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I definitely need to change them. Um, and also, I, I really love your, your aura as well, because I'm actually literally looking at the, the, your, the image that you have on your Zoom, and you're wearing a snapback cap. I feel like you're the perfect person to take worship and turn it into something cool again. Kind of like, you know, what uh, the statement that, what's his name, Donald Trump used to use about making america great again like, <laughs> wow make worship <laughs> make worship great again <laughs> and she's wearing a red cap eh? like he did always exactly so you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> but anyways thank you so much for joining us tonight honestly i feel very convicted by this conversation because i feel like worshiping with intention um, and not just waiting for a moment, you know, but actually being intentional about my worship, like literally saying, I, I'm going to take a moment right now or even while I'm driving um, or, you know, when I'm even working on, on stuff like my music as well, being intentional about the object of my worship. That's what I feel convicted by in this conversation. If you're sitting mm-hmm. at home and this is something that is hitting you deep, let us know. Um, our WhatsApp line is 82 It's the same on Telegram. And if you want to connect with uh, Tato Yamurena, just to also find out if you can join this movement that they're uh, doing um, and also find out more about what worship is, hit us up on the same WhatsApp line and we will definitely connect you with her. Thank you so much for joining us, Tato. Thank you very much for having me. Awesome, awesome. Have a very blessed weekend, okay? Thank you. You too. Blessings. Bye. Awesome. Bye-bye. Join me, Ubasle Wagantapo, Ganyo Pastor Solim Caesar, Sikulela is Nathonte, Mbonini Yamategisi, Sidletela, the latest news with taxi industry. Every Friday, go five exeni until half five. Impinda, go nine exeni. Umanga begukona, ogu katazayo, noma ukinugumeza gatizeni, ema texini. Tumel is kalosako, go taxi at radiopulpit.co.za. Upasta solim sisa, uzo biela guena, nikotosane, nikazulule inkinga. As a taxi community, let's join hands and work together.
You're at 657 AM. Radio carrying 24 hours a day. 657 AM. 2021 is here and a lot of people were predicting that this is going to be an even worse year than 2020 and we laugh in your faces because it's actually turning out to be quite a good year um, and I'm not sure that it, if it's a good year for every individual that's listening right now I absolutely do doubt it and it's not something that we want to take for granted but we just want to take a moment to thank God for the fact that the country in general has just been experiencing some good news um, we've had had a good run and we know that Charles is usually the one who knows the bad things that are happening within our country <laughs> and he he's, hasn't updated us about anything sad so I think for <laughs> now for now I think we're good <laughs> but I really love how you stay in the loop Charles with regards to what's happening within South Africa uh, often we ignore politics and we, to a point of being ignorant about the state of our nation and what to pray for. Um, But I I think it's important for us to remember that we do need to be responsible citizens um, and know enough to know what to pray against and what to pray for. Uh, But with that said, we're getting straight into our hard ask for tonight. Lead us, Charles, into it. So the question that was sent through for the hard ask, or the statement, as I said earlier, is I feel God is tempting me. Mm-hmm. And I found that very, very interesting. So I don't know, given have you ever felt anything like that? Have you, has someone actually told you something that they feel that God is tempting them? Yes, actually, quite a lot of people, um, quite a lot of people, particularly when it comes to trying times. Like if you feel like your life is literally today, I was hanging out with someone who received uh, bad news. Uh, I'm not going to mention who uh, received bad Mm. news about a family member who is not doing well. um, And then also received bad news about another family member. And they spoke about God knowing that they're not strong, right? Um, and God mm. knowing that they they can't handle all of this. It's just weighing too much on them. Um, and, and, and they weren't necessarily talking about God testing them. Uh, but in a way, when a lot of people go through such turmoil, when they experience um, someone passing away or lose their job or experience trauma, you know, some traumatic experience, it they feel like God is testing them. Um, and, mm. and, you know, in the sense that, like, God is putting all of this weight on my shoulders. Um, and, like, does he want to see how much I love him? Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, is he trying yes. to see how much I love him? Yeah. So so that's actually the thing that I want to get into. Because mm. I've asked you a question, and I don't know if you realized, but you answered a totally different question. Oh. I mm-hmm. asked you specifically, have you ever f- felt that God is tempting you? And you answered, no, yes, I've spoken to someone that said, God, it feels like God is testing me. Oh. And there's actually the quite, no, that happens so often. And that's exactly what happened with this person. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why I had the discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to, if someone says something, you need to ask them to elaborate what exactly it is, what they are feeling. Cause testing is mm-hmm. something that obviously there's a right and a wrong and, and God wants you to want is actually testing you. To show to you how strong you are, if that makes sense. However, tempting is something that leads us to sin. I see. And there's the difference. Uh, Still, in both cases, we're choosing God or not God. But this person felt like the temptations that they are surrounded with is coming from God to see whether he actually loves them or not. 
Uh, or this person actually loves God or not. That's actually the correct way around. So what happened is there's certain temptations that surrounded this person or certain scenarios that he felt tempted in. And, and he succumbed to that, obviously, right? And mm. now he's feeling, yeah, but God gave him the, the temptations. And they, there's the thing that we need to discern. Does God test us? Most definitely. Does God tempt us? According to the Bible, God never tempts us. Mm. Uh, God mm. does not want us to, to choose sin. Right, he's not asking us to choose sin. Now, the moment that that came up, the the next question or the follow up question is always, "Yeah, but there were two trees in the garden, right? So he must have tempted Adam and Eve." And to be honestly honest, there that there's no according to my understanding of temptation, there was no temptation that God gave them for them to feel that they are tempted. God gave a deliberate command and say, "You shall not eat of that tree." That's oh, not yes, temptation. See, That's yeah, not yeah. sort of placing the tree and see how are you guys going to react to that. That's a different thing. However, when God is testing us, mm. right, like this individual that you spoke about now is currently feeling, the answer to that usually is the fact that God, in his miraculous way, is trying to prove to us or is proving to us that we are going through difficult times and we uh, are obviously loading that load and that stress on ourselves when he's actually the one that should bear upon it. Oh, it, that I all see. that was bore upon him. Mm. So whenever I get confronted with this question, I, I run to that scripture piece, and now I'm actually can't even remember where it's stated. But Jesus made the the uh, the statement in in which he said, "Come to me, all who are weary." Yes, right? yes. For my load is light, and that thing, and my yoke is soft. Yeah, and 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 that that is obviously my answer to these things and it's difficult because when i'm going through a difficult time i feel the same thing but i realize like god is not testing me to see whether i love him or not because he knows i love him yes yeah but he's, there's certain things that he has allowed in my life to show to me that i most probably are more capable of coping with these things that i myself a shawl think i am capable of coping with them uh and that that's the distinction so that's the one thing. Now I'm trying actually answering the question that you made or the, answering the same question that you answered. <laughs> that I answered but the yeah. main thing that I actually want to get into is that if there's something that's happening in your life that you feel is temptation, it is not from God. In God, there's no darkness. There's no sin. There's no temptation. James clearly wrote about that. And I think it's James 1, chapter 15, 16, 17. Might be wrong, but I know it's in the book of James, chapter 1. Which is says there's no temptation from God because God does not tempt us. Why would He want to tempt us? He would not want us to lead the road of destruction, and that's just one thing that I need. I, I felt the need that it's a it's a good question because we've mm. all felt that way at some point. Like, Lord, why are you allowing these things in my life? Because it's tempting me. Why are you allowing people to to like we? I think you and I had the discussion that the. The lingerie ads nowadays are what used to be considered pornography 10 years ago. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, why are you allowing these things? Because you're tempting me. And I realized, but it's not God. He's not allow. He's not also not happy with the way of the moral degradation that we're currently facing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, that actually, I must say, it's a very interesting distinction to make. It's not one that we're used to making, the difference mm. between being tested and being tempted. Um, it's definitely not uh, stuff that we're used to. So it raises an interesting conversation to be had. Um, have yes. you been saying that God is tempting you 
and using it interchangeably with God tempting tempting you, testing and tempting? Um, and mm. is that an, 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 a, a how Scripture uses it within the Bible? So one of the easiest ways to do it, because sometimes, um, and I think, Shal, you can also um, say something about this. If you're studying Scripture and you come across the word test, uh, and you also come across the word tempt. Um, I've found that it's easier when you look at a Strong's Concordance just to check whether um, what Greek word is used. Is it a different word and what what is the definition of that word? Uh, because sometimes you actually do find, for example, in English when we say the world and then we say worldly people, you can refer to the world as in people in the world, as in the, the people in the secular world who mm. aren't saved, or you can say the world meaning the planet. Uh, but yes. in, in the Greek, there's, the words are completely different. Um, even the yeah you know even the word communication in English communication can mean your behavior or it can mean you the way the things you say to a person when you communicate a message so yeah the distinctions mm. are quite important anyways thank you for raising that for us Shal.